Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the biography of cedar trees. If you walk back in the woods into the low places where the ground is rocky and tangled with tree roots, you will eventually encounter little pools and streamlets of water. This is where the little springs of fresh water often rise up, bubbling from beneath the rocks and spreading over the low-lying surfaces, even in the freezing wintertime. It is in this secretive environment that the cedar trees grow. I used to avoid these low, dark, wet places and the cedar trees that grew there. To me, the landscape seemed uninviting, even creepy, and the cedar trees with their forked trunks and fantastical shapes to be, at the very least, unapproachable. Sheltered by the thick, evergreen branches of cedar and occasionally spruce and hemlock, the landscape receives little direct sunlight. It is called a cedar swamp, conjuring images of stagnant, murky water, mucky, smelly, and suspiciously unhealthy. However, if you were to dip a cup into the water of a so-called cedar swamp, you would find it to be the color of weak tea, tea that has been brewed from tree roots and rocks. The water is clear and cold, pure and fresh. There is nothing swampy about it. This discovery made me reevaluate re my feelings about cedars and the cedar swamp. These trees have their roots in pure, clear water and manage to remain green all year round without the benefit of constant direct sunlight. This explained to me the cedar tree's age-old reputation as a symbol of purification and regeneration. The tree we call cedar here in Maine is known as the northern white cedar, Thuya occidentalis. It is actually a member of the cypress family and not a true cedar, not therefore related to the legendary cedars of Lebanon, Cedrus Labani, that figured so prominently in the mythology and history of the Near East. But early European explorers to our part of the world, who noticed its similarities to the legendary cedar, can be forgiven for misnaming it after its distant Near Eastern cousin. Like Cedrus Labani, our cedar has aromatic, red-tinged wood that is decay-resistant and insect-repellent. This makes cedar wood desirable for fence posts and shingles that have to withstand wet ground and wet weather. I know of several people who have made cordwood homes from cedar logs, enlisting the power of cedar to protect their walls from rot and bugs. Our cedar's scientific name, Thuya, is derived from a Greek word referring to temple ceremonies. The fragrant cedar wood and aromatic oils were used in rituals to purify the temple space and call the gods to be present. In traditional practice, cedar was associated with the dawning of the new year. The cedar is an evergreen tree, therefore it symbolizes perpetual life. Out of the darkest quarter of the year comes the rebirth of the sun, <clears throat> and likewise, out of the darkest places of the forest come the pure, sweet cedar trees. Drawing upon the purifying and magical energies of cedar, people made besoms or brooms from cedar boughs and used them to ritually sweep their homes on New Year's Eve to clear the air as well as the floors. <clears throat> you can enact this old custom by tying a bunch of cedar tips to the end of a stout four-foot stick. And with this broom, let the sweeping begin. 
start at the top of the house and sweep down, and from the front of the house out the back door. Now make a simple cedar smudge to purify your home by placing some red-hot coals in a fireproof container and putting some dried cedar wood chips on top of them, fanning them until they begin to smolder. Then, following the same route as you swept, smudge your home with cedar smoke to cleanse the place and make it ready to welcome the promises of the new year. And so, my friends, I wish you a happy new year, and may all good enter here. Blessed be. You've been listening to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.